welcome to Clamped, the weekly podcast where we discuss all things related to creating, living, and making projects. And joining me this week, as always, is Adam Mackey and Jesse Ratfink. And I'm the host, Grant Alexander, which I forgot to say. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about can editing go too far? And if Mackey did his job right, you won't even know that I forgot to say I'm the host, Grant Alexander, because he'll edit it in there real nice. But I'm going to actually edit in where you talk about being a dictator in the pre-show. Right. So you say, I am dictator, Grant Alexander. Hey, I never said dictator. I'm the make-tator. You just said it. I can copy that. Not, this is not a, a makeocracy. This I got him to say it. It worked. All right. So... Uh, we actually don't want to talk too much about it being podcasting really related, though we can talk about how uh, the other day, and and this is something that I've I've heard on some podcasts where they take out every single pause, which makes it difficult to listen to, because there's natural pauses and cadences to the way people speak, and if you have a software that can take all of that out, yeah, it's faster, but is it better? Now maybe so- Adam can explain what happened. So essentially, there is a program that I run our podcast through that levels everything out. And somewhere between, I don't actually know what happened. I deleted the program and reinstalled it and it fixed it. But somewhere between exporting the file and then leveling it, it somehow ran through a process of removing every word. So, but it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as like, cutting out every blank space. It was literally cutting off like words. I don't understand what happened exactly. All I know is I deleted my editing program. I deleted the, the leveler program, reinstalled it all and everything worked fine. So some setting somewhere was messed up. I don't know if I've misclicked something or something, but it's not doing it now. So. Right. So can editing go too far when it comes to audio? I actually think it can. And so we can even talk a little bit about audio before we get into like Photoshop and all the other uh, type of editing, but like think about auto tune, right? Mm. Yeah. People talk about like, is auto tune a bad thing or a good thing? And uh, when I think about listening to music, uh, I, I'm a weird person. I prefer the, auto-tune studio produced versions of songs over the live show versions. I'm like, the live shows suck. <laughs> I wasn't there. Even if I was there, I'd be like, I could just listen to this at home and it would sound better. So I don't understand why I want to be there. There's like crowds and stuff and it's never like perfect. And the, the one that they made for the album's perfect. It's wonderful. But I don't, other I don't know. feel differently. I feel differently. I like watching. Yeah. Live recordings and stuff. Yeah, but then in saying that today, like today's day and age, the video, the audio recording at concerts, like the professional ones, not like someone recording with their phone, has actually gotten really good. Like the, Mm -hmm. it's not as bad as it. Like it's it's very high quality these days. The the quality of the recording itself isn't what I'm talking about though. Because I agree that the quality is is superb when you it doesn't sound like you're someone standing in the crowd with a microphone. It sounds like it's you know really good. But I'll I'll say the like chorus of a song on a studio version, if it's repeated, they record they use one. They don't use a different one every time they repeat it, right? So it always sounds really good. Right. I like that it's different. 
though. That's right. that's some people do. You know, and I mm. I like the the fill in. I like hearing like what they talk about between songs and like talking to the crowd and all that sort of stuff. Like there is a there's a Parkway Drive um, live set, like a full the whole concert set. And I have watched it that many times that even when I listen to the song in the car, I'm saying what he's saying on stage, thinking that he's like, like I'm, I'm repeating the live version. But then in saying that as well, there's also like, if a band puts on an amazing show, then I want to see it. Like um, Electric Cowboy, they literally change their outfits like for every different song and stuff. And like they, they put on such a good show. It's so good. Yeah, that's... <laughs> see, I don't... I like... I will listen to like a yeah recording from like a concert, but I always want it to be like the individual tracks. I I can't do all the unfiltered, so yeah, I definitely need like quite a bit of <laughs> editing to make it good that I'll listen to well, it over and over again. Yeah. These days with YouTube, most people put in the description like the list, and you can skip through to each song. Yeah. yeah, I only I, watch YouTube on my TV, <laughs> so I am an old woman, yeah. and the chapter markers don't always work on that. <laughs> right, I can't watch it on the TV because for some reason all the TV apps can only do it at one time speed. Oh, really? Oh, I've never played around Wait. with that. I'm curious. You listen to music at more than one time speed? I don't want. I don't listen to music. No, just YouTube oh. is what he is talking about. Yeah. Right. I'm just talking about right. YouTube. Yeah. Any YouTube well, and- I, I watch at a minimum of 1.5, and depending on what it is and how people speak and how slowly they speak with their very slow voice, sometimes I'm like, I can't listen to this, so I need to do it at two times speed. <laughs> and I did that really slowly so that like Keith listening right now could understand because he's listening to it at three <laughs> times speed because that's how oh he listens God. to 700 podcasts a week. Oh, that I, yeah, my brain can't do that. I can't keep up with it. But So even talking about auto editing on podcasts, uh, the opposite of the problem we have, <laughs> we had a couple weeks ago is like exactly what I hate where they don't take out any pauses. And sometimes there will be a long enough pause that I think my phone is fucked up. I've like paused it accidentally and I'm having to like a look like that is very hard for me. So I, I do like a like maximum pause length in audio stuff. Cause otherwise I feel like I've missed something and everybody left. You're, you're muted. Damn it. I'm muted. Edited out. <laughs> <laughs> it won't. So I know Grant has an answer to this, but. Is there a point where removing every single little bit of silence is needed or worth it? Because some editing that I've done in the past, there was a request from Grant to remove more blank space. Because in in like podcasts, like people naturally take a breath, like I just did. Mm. So like you don't want to cut that out because it doesn't sound natural. That right there between when you said that and I answered, that was too long. That, that is because <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. If it's like a a few seconds or more, it's sort of yeah, well, cut it. But uh yeah, doing it so much that you don't hear any spaces 
can sometimes make it feel like I'm listening to something at 1.5 speed, even though it's at regular but speed. But is there a point where, is there anything where that should be done? Is my question. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's definitely times where you should be taking out all of the pauses. And I think it like, I think it's like, it depends. Like we're not, we're having a conversation here, so we need to have it conversationally. But I think if you're trying to like depend, like maybe you're telling a story, you need to be like, you need to use the spaces right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, As opposed to like, however you said it is the way it goes. No, you should be trying to make it, work with the emotions you want to get across. Right. Yeah. This even, yeah. So if you want to talk about like editing podcasts, they're making our way. And there's a giant pause there. Cause there's a comma. Uh, it, they do, they edit for time and content. So they actually edit what people say. Oh, right. Right. Wow. Hmm. Because they, they that have is a, too much effort. I like it all so, to I be honest, though. Really good job. So oh, I'm sure I'm sure they do, and it, it depends on the type of podcast you are. I think because I personally prefer more of a raw conversation than edited conversations when it comes right. to a podcast. So when they're tr- they have a, a goal in mind of what to talk about, yeah. And I think their 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 goal is to try and get this uh, this project discussed and get yeah. these these questions asked and have the answers that are relevant to what was asked mm. right and w- our goal is to have a conversation about a topic so we just have different goals and i think yeah yeah exactly yeah right so it's like it's not like a different way it's more of a uh it's it's a different way not a better way right yeah, yeah. and i really think that they do a good job with their editing and they probably put in a lot more effort than we do. Uh, but since <laughs> I'm not willing to do it, well, I'm okay with the amount of effort that you're putting in. The the amount of effort, the amount of effort and time that I put into editing to get what we get, I would hate to think how much time and effort it takes to do that sort of editing. Because a good yeah. one hour episode takes me at least four hours to edit. Right. Well, and this is where I kind of like why I suggested we stop doing uh, reels and shorts is because I saw how much time it would take because someone has to go through and listen to it and pull those out. And then someone else has to go through and like edit them. And I wasn't seeing the return. And Mm -hmm. I, and I looked at it and went, and then on top of that, I have to do a bunch of work too. Like I get, I probably (laughs) had the least amount of work, but I was like, it's still work for every (laughs) one of us. Yeah. Jesse would go through and pull out all the, the timings. Adam would go through and, make a yeah. uh, reels and, and it uh, wasn't, and, then, and they were hard because there's sometimes they're like a minute and a half is the conversation. So then you'd have to zip, 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 zip them yeah. down. Yeah. And it wasn't as simple as just like going in, Jesse goes from this time stamp to this time stamp. And then I just go done edit yeah. timestamp, timestamp, <laughs> cut, cut, done. I had to then change the format into a screen, you know, so it's yep. 19, 20 by 1080 or whatever it is. I had to move everyone around and then I had to work out, okay, well, who should be on the screen talking at what point? And then once I started, I started doing the subtitles, 
if I was in like the Brady Bunch is what we call it, where we have everyone on the screen, I had to move the subtitles to yeah. somewhere else <laughs> because they were in the wrong spot. But then on top of that, my stupid editing program will only let you export with one subtitle track on. Oh, my God. So I had to export them. I had to export with like the subtitles in the top spot oh and then I had to export again with them in the middle spot, then put those two videos back in the editing program, cut it back up again and remove so that they – it was it was a big, big thing just to get the, the um, subtitles to be in the right spot. Well, I would say if you, if I had known there were that much work, I would have suggested we not do it. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Like I make it sound worse than it was. Like it didn't take me that long, but it is like it's a process. And it's mm. especially with me, like I all my editing and stuff I do at work. I don't really have time at home to be doing things. So like if I didn't have time at work to get the reels edited or whatever, they were always late. Or if I didn't take my computer with me because I wasn't able to use it during the day or whatever, I didn't really have time to do it. Yeah. So that's why so, we had issues. Yeah. Let's not complain about ourselves too much because nobody cares. Um, but <laughs> we can talk a little bit about, so we can talk a little bit, that we can shift from the editing of audio, and we've already started talking about the video editing, and maybe we could talk a little bit about can video editing go too far and what is too far, right? So Definitely. there's times where I know, I have shot from specific angles to get the best looking side of something. Yeah. Right. And I think if you're shooting from an angle, you're editing, you're like self editing real life. Right. I think that's something we talked about before you're editing real life by only shooting the good side of something. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's going too far because you're still Mm -hmm. going like you're 100% showing a real life thing. There has nothing been changed about it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on on your intent. Like it does, are you just showing like one good piece, but the project's actually a piece of shit and is going to get thrown in the bin because it's like the rest of it is rubbish? Or are you just showing the best out of the four corners sort of thing? But it's still a good project. You just want to show off the best part, obviously. Right. So when I look at my projects, I definitely show off the best part. Like I'm definitely trying to put that side that has the interesting grain in the front part. Right. Which Uh, is understandable. Right. So is it, I'm editing because I'm not showing the other side or if I have a mistake, I definitely don't show the mistake unless I'm trying to show like how to fix the mistake. But if I got a mistake, that's going to be on the (laughs) backside of a cabinet and it's not relevant. I don't show it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess with video, I, Maybe just because I'm not as familiar with it. I don't really know of any examples I can think where I'm like, oh, this is too much. CGI? More for me. No, because I'm the just impressed anybody can do that dead? shit. Come on. <laughs> I mean, but at least if it's bad, I enjoy it. But I guess like when I'm thinking for makers, it's more, I might notice like, what are you leaving out? But, you know, for someone who is doing videos for a really long time, I probably wouldn't even notice that they were sort of taking my eyes away from a certain thing. I think it's more people who are just slapping a video together really quick and you notice very, very quickly that they might like, yeah, only show you one side or only show you a part of it 
or it's supposed to be mounted to the wall and it's not quite mounted. Like for me, it's more the, why aren't you showing me that instead of what are you doing to like, I guess, alter the footage, if that makes sense. Right. Well, like, and you, we can talk, we talked a little bit about this in the pre pre show, but like there's some people who go through and like color correct and like spend a long time, like getting particular color Mm -hmm. temperatures Mm -hmm. so that they have a particular emotion in their video that they're interested in. Right. I didn't go that far. I I color graded every clip, but I didn't go as far as go, this clip needs to be dramatic and make it darker or anything like that. But there's definitely people who do that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, color correcting, that's the whole point. Correcting makes sense. Like you're trying to make it look like real life because the camera Mm -hmm. didn't pick up what you saw or what you think you saw. Right. Most, most people record in a way I did where it's, the camera purposely makes it all one flat grade. Okay. I don't know anything at all about this. All I know is that you can change the temperature and that if it's cold or warm, you get different emotions out of people. And I go, (laughs) I like the cold ones because it looks like real life because I have all 7,000 Kelvin bulbs in my garage. And uh, (laughs) yeah, well, mine are all 5,500. Yeah, 5,500. I don't know what they yeah. are, but they're crazy. Um, so fancy cameras, like the ones used in movies, they record in black and white. Well, they record the color, but so raw footage is essentially kind of like black and white, and then they add the color. They turn the color on in post. So raw footage is essentially, yeah, it's, it's, yeah so that's how they color grade like in movies and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. So- can you go too far? Is it too far if you're changing? Like, I see some people like showing off walnut, and some people show off walnut, and I go, I've never seen walnut look that dark in real life. Mm. And I wonder, yes. are they editing it? Or is that like, I also realize that I haven't lived a thousand lives and seen every walnut tree, right? There could be walnut that that's, that's that dark. Am I just. Is it an editing thing or is it real life and I'm not, and I'm an idiot? I don't know. Right. Yeah. I think it's I mean, an editing thing. <laughs> I, I guess like, I want to say yes, you can, but then isn't that the whole point of like in camera editing and stuff is to get the perfect shot is to get the right angle and the, to show off the piece. I mean, I, I guess it's actually the point of making anymore. the video. No, but like the point of making the video is to show off if that's your purpose is to show off the work you've done. So you're going to want to show the best parts and the best part, like scenes and stuff. So yes, but like when we get back to color, I, so I have a bit of an issue with people who swing really to either end of the spectrum and they do super blue filtering or super yellow filtering my line when it comes to color and light, like it just can't look unnatural because I know when I edit my photos, a lot of times I will up the saturation a little bit and up the contrasts a little bit just so that it looks like brighter and more like it did when I was doing it, you know, because the lighting isn't always perfect. You have to like fudge things a little, but when I'm watching 
a maker video, I guess. And it was like, the sky is almost green from how much tinting they've done with the colors or something crazy like yeah. that. Yeah. That would make me pause. I guess that's the only thing. If it starts to look unnatural, I wonder why the hell you're doing that. So my response to that is, are they editing too much or are they just doing a bad job? It could be either. Because <laughs> maybe they just don't know what they're doing and don't know how to bring up the color where they need it without changing the sky to green or don't yeah. know. It's like when I first started editing pictures, I was like, auto is my best friend because I could not work it out. Now I'm a lot better at it, but I would always like it. Like I'd show someone a picture. They're like, why is it like, it's so too much vibrance in it. Like there's too much color. Like what's going on. It doesn't look natural. And you're like, but it pops. I thought it looked good, but yeah, now I know the difference, but you know, like, yeah. Oh, I totally get it. And I've definitely had those times where I go, well, this pops, this looks amazing. Right. It's the same with like, so if you think of like uh, videos where they do like black and white or photos where they do black and white, but then they like have one color pop out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, if done right, that can be like a really telling part of the story. Where there's like only one thing is red and everything that's red is that thing. And then red becomes the reason the whole like story is built around this color that then pops out. Right. Yeah. But if, if, if some things are red and then other things are green and there doesn't seem to be rhyme or reason. So I think like with everything you can use editing to your advantage to tell a story, to make it better. And you can use it incorrectly because you don't know what you're doing. And then you can also try and tell a story with the colors, but you've gone too far. <laughs> mm -hmm. So something we haven't talked about in too much, I think is transitions because yeah. there are people out there that would transition, like not just like a fade or whatever, like a full on transition, like a flash for every single clip. Yep. And that yeah. is too much. I remember the first couple of videos I made and they're deleted on YouTube. So you can't find them anymore. <laughs> I, I used like my video thing came with transitions. So I was like, yeah, I'll drag and drop a transition between all the clips. Yeah. There's like barn doors opening and like roly polies and like, you know, like a star swipe and all this fun stuff. And I was like, these are so cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. First time somebody takes a PowerPoint course at work and then they come back and it's just all <laughs> transitions on every single PowerPoint slide and you go dancing tags. Yeah. It's like so hard to watch, but you think it's cool because you're an idiot yeah. and you're new. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing yeah. else to say about that. Well, yeah, well, so <laughs> go, go for it, Adam. I'll go. I, I was just, I was going to say before we move on too far away from it um, with the, getting the angle to show like certain parts and stuff. It's also what you don't see behind the camera. Like I have a reel um, or a TikTok or whatever the hell it was when I made it where like I'm standing behind the camera. You can see through the screen of like what it can see. And then I turn around and show what's behind the camera. And my shop is a complete mess. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. People, uh, uh, honestly, though, I am very happy that people are starting to pay more attention to stuff like that, you know, like really staging their photos. That to me is not taking anything too far. And I am so happy that people self edit 
Because when I think back to the early days of Instructables and someone is making in their basement and there's like six by six inches on their workbench open and that's it. And they place their project there to take a picture and you can't even tell (laughs) what is like supposed to be the focal point of the picture. There's so much stuff in it. So yeah, I love that. I love staging photos. In saying that, yeah, in saying that, a bare workbench can look just as bad. And that's something that I've learned. (laughs) So I think I think it all depends on what your purpose is and what you're what you're trying to put across. So there's ways of making messy look good. There's ways of making messy look bad. There's ways of looking clean look good. There's ways of looking clean looks bad, right? I think it all depends. Like you can make it look too clinical, and then you're like, "I don't think Definitely. you actually did this, right?" Like, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, if Jimmy, if, you, if Jimmy's director's shop was like pristine condition, you'd be looking, going, "What the hell? That's not who he is. Like that doesn't seem right." Right, but even if like there's those times where you like, uh, and I was listening to the Builder Sessions podcast, and they were they were talking with Bodie from she does a. Uh, Power Block TV, she does like a girl power girls, it's an all girl TV show where they work on cars and she was like she 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 talked about this website, it's like girls holding tools incorrectly and it's like these camera people give them tools to hold and they hold on to them incorrectly and there's like a whole website dedicated to it and it's it's like a whole thing because it's the same thing that if you saw a workbench that was too clean, you would think, I don't believe this was made here because this doesn't look, looks staged, yeah. too staged, right? Beyond staged. <sighs> I and just don't where, know about all this. <laughs> so I started taking some photos of my stuff with a white background mm-hmm. to try and make thumbnails. And we'll move yeah. into thumbnails and photography, f- photography on editing. Photography. That's really what's photography. <laughs> uh, you know, if we had a really good editor, you wouldn't know I fucked up that word, but we don't. So. <laughs> uh, no, no I, like, <laughs> I like us to be raw. People right. need to know I who like we us. really are. I would, I would love <laughs> us to be a little bit more polished, but I don't want to do the editing. So. <laughs> be <Anyway>. my guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's not going to happen. But so this is where uh, in in photography, like I had these like white backgrounds and uh, lots of lighting and like lighting trying to cast the shadow in the way I wanted the shadow to come across, right? With the side lighting and extra lighting and lots of extra lighting. And then I'd like go in and I'd Photoshop all the like, you know, because I had like two pieces of wood that were white wood. So I could like see a seam. So I'd get rid of the whole seam and then I'd make that my thumbnail. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. And I realized that it isn't. Uh, It looks completely unnatural. Yeah. It looks completely unnatural. There's no reason for that. Now the project pops, right? You know what I'm working on, Mm -hmm. but it may not. I did. I think I edited too far. I had the natural environment. I did everything. That made it so that it just didn't, it doesn't work. I had the same when I started doing like paracord bracelets and stuff. I bought a light box. It's essentially like a big white plastic box with a built-in LED to take pictures. And it just, like, I used the pictures, but I got messages from people being like, these looks weird. Like, why are you selling stuff? Like, are you drop shipping or something? Because it didn't look 
like I had made it, it looks like a something off online because that's what they do. Yeah. Well, so you have to strike a balance. <laughs> like yeah. when I'm saying clean, I don't mean white backgrounds because oh. I think that looks great for some things, but it also is my personal bias just because I judge so many contests. Like I really actually want to know what you're about to tell me about. Like it's a, you know, it's necessary, but yeah, I'm more talking just like, don't have things that, that detract from your project. Like if I can't really focus on that, if there's so much clutter on the wall behind you or the bench is just like so dirty and like mangled, I can't stop staring at it. That's more, (laughs) I don't know. But is it your problem? Is it my problem? What do you mean? Yeah. Well, like everyone has a different level of what's acceptable for the amount of mess. We'll just Mm -hmm. talk about mess for a second. (laughs) And... Like, I know me and my wife have a different level of what is acceptable mm-hmm. for mess. And her level is much, <laughs> much, much lower than mine. So she cleans. Oh, right? yeah. And if I got to my level, oh, right. I would then clean. Right? But it's the same with you're looking at these pictures going, I can't see it because I'm seeing the mess. Mm-hmm. So is it I'm, I'm- your problem? I don't think so, because I think you need to be able, part of sharing something is the presentation. And if it's not obvious what you're presenting to me, I don't know. Okay. So I have a few things to specify here. I'm going to bring the pre-show after show into the show for a second here because um, <laughs> the Patreons know about my brother. He would live in a dump. You can't see too much behind me right now. Those drawers behind me are most likely full of old beer bottles and he would live in absolute trash. My wife is the complete opposite. Everything must be completely clean. And I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm like, I want things to be clean and tidy, but the dishes can wait till after dinner. They don't have to be done right now. In saying that in the shop, I think that like my wife, my workbench at the moment is a bit sort of like bumped up. There's glue stuck to it, that sort of stuff. My wife's like, you need to like sand it or something, like get it back to looking good. And I'm like, but then it doesn't look used. Yeah. It doesn't look like I use like it like it doesn't have character. you know it doesn't have character and I especially yeah like it doesn't it just like when I first got it brand new I'm like oh I'm gonna keep it pristine forever and then I was like it just doesn't like it doesn't work it doesn't like it's it needs to be used yep yeah yeah that's um, fair I just I think there's just a line for me where it's it's just like that is not an appealing thing to look at I don't know. <laughs> I know I know this is probably like a really stupid thing to think about and do, but so at my work we get um boots assigned to us. Like we get bread like they pay for us and get us brand new boots and all that sort of stuff. I get like two a year. And then I could also get brand new bags. And the bags are bright orange because they're made for like going on the train tracks and stuff so people can see you. I hate getting a new bag and I hate getting new boots because I look like a newbie. I want my boots to look like they're being worn and I use I use my own black bag. I don't I don't use the work bag. But I like I every time I put on new boots and I'm like, people are just gonna think I'm just like some new person that just got their boots and I don't know. I want things to look like they're used. That's an interesting that's like such an old person problem. Because <laughs> going back to that podcast I was listening to, it's like this this woman, Bodhi, who was talking, she was like 
she would tell people she was a mechanic and the, the young people would just say, cool. And the old people would say, I don't believe you. Show me your hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As if your hands tell the story of whether or not you're a mechanic. And I remember lots of different comments I got on, on some of my videos where it's like, your hands are too soft. I can tell you're not a real builder. And that's like, okay, buddy. I'm glad you can tell my how soft my hands are from this like <laughs> reel on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> right? And your drills, your drills who knew you're not a real builder. I'm like, yeah, because I got that one for my birthday and it's like two months old. Okay. Like, you want to see the old one that stopped working? Like the one that was 10 years old? Like, I don't understand why. If you have a brand new tool, you're clearly not a thing. So that's the same thing. You're, you're. That's a projection that shouldn't happen, yeah. and you should edit your mind so that it doesn't happen. I that way. I always have had an issue of always wondering what people. I always stress about what people think of me, so it goes from that. So I worry about what people think about me a lot, but I would never want like, and maybe this is sort of like a growing up poor thing, like. I never want to look dirty or like my clothing is worn or like, and it also, I think is kind of a, a lady problem because like, it's all about aesthetics and everything has to be perfect. And so it's, I don't know. I've never, ever considered that, like that my boots would look too new to someone. It's just not something that I ever thought about. Okay. I don't want to look dirty. <laughs> No, I just don't want to look dirty. brand new. It's just like, yeah, I, I, I just want, want to look brand I want, new. <laughs> I want my things to look like they've been used, not I've just like day one. Okay, we're off topic. Let's bring <laughs> it back onto the. I'm gonna. Well, quit. no, it. I'm gonna say off topic right now, and I'm going back into editing and Photoshop. We're gonna talk about Photoshop. We're gonna talk a little bit about some people who Photoshop their thumbnails. And so I have seen some people who Photoshop their thumbnails to the point where it's misleading. Mm -hmm. Right. And other people Photoshop their thumbnails in a way that like highlights the project. Because if you have multiple like views of your project, it's clearly Photoshopped. You didn't build three of them. Right. And I've seen like some thumbnails where they're showing off different features. It's clearly Photoshopped. That's editing. Right. Mm -hmm. And they've obviously played around the colors and stuff to make it look real nice. That's not yeah. going too far. But say you make a ten sigurdy table and you Photoshop out the chains that that make it work. <coughs> no comment. Is that going too far? Yeah. I think it's going too far. Definitely. Yeah. 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 That's called I, oh. clickbait. <laughs> I don't I think it's worse than clickbait. Yeah. It's one hundred yeah. it's just lying. So while you were talking about that, it was reminding me of a video I saw not too long ago, and it's um, it's like Sidemen did a video, and it was which thumbnail of theirs is the correct one. So like they would have two thumbnails come up: one's the correct, one's the one they used, and one's different. And it's literally like changing the color of the grass, or like changing the color of the ball, like little things that they do just to make it pop. Yeah. And it made me realize like how much people edit their photo, their um, thumbnails. So uh, Chad's custom creations, he did some laser videos and he changed the color of his eyes to be more like laser like. Oh my gosh. Right. 
Well, and they're like they they stand out like crazy, and they're clearly clearly photoshopped. Like they're not they're not natural, right? But yeah. and then it became a thing that he did because it worked, and people were clicking mm-hmm. on it, right? And then you get in the video, and he obviously doesn't have it. But it's one of those <sighs> things where you just go like, does it? You should get some. Click? And is it okay? Is it okay to do that? I don't know. I, uh, see, it, the, I hate clickbait, but. It's also a part of life these days. Like it's part, like it clickbait is yeah. YouTube, you know? So it's just that before. Yeah, it, I know, but it's essentially what we're talking about now is making something look better than it actually is just to get the clicks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> so with this, I think I also have a pretty clear line, like, I think editing someone's eyes to match their build is freaking hilarious. I, you know, or thinking about Jackman works like Paul Jackman and his head is always giant and he like makes himself look real tiny with a giant head. And that is, that is hilarious. It's great. But I guess, yeah, the very clear line for me is when, yeah, you were saying that your project is something that it isn't or that Mm. it is more complete than it is, or that it can run things that it obviously cannot run. Um, cause I, I, I have a real problem with tech videos and like electronics projects with this, because a lot of times people will, uh, like design a breadboard circuit and then say they're going to order a PCB and then like show a render of it or show it like maybe just a screen with simulated images on it. Like there's always, there's so much like sneaky stuff that goes in to make something look more complete or, you know, more perfect than it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and like thinking about like Jackman, he doesn't just use Photoshop. He also uses force perspective. So it's force mm-hmm. perspective lying. Right. So it's like, is this a giant cell phone that you're looking at? Or is it just really close to my face? Like that fisherman, yeah. you always hold it fully outstretched in your arms. You don't <laughs> hold it close to your chest because it makes the fish look better in the picture, mm-hmm. bigger in the picture. Right? So yeah. one of my yeah. favorite or not. One of my favorite thumbnails is by Bourbon Moth. And it's I can't remember what exactly he made, but it was essentially like a cabinet with drawers. And he is sitting on the draw pool. So he's photoshopped <laughs> himself sitting. And like I love it. I think it's so funny. That to me, I feel is cool, is funny. Like people will look at it, obviously it's Photoshop. If you think he's made some gigantic cabinet, you're a moron. But like I think I think when you're editing for the fun, it's cool. It's 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 worth mm-hmm. it. But if you're if you're trying to be deceiving, like if he if he then called the video I made a gigantic cabinet, <laughs> then no, it's not okay. So here, I'll give an example that I did. So I made uh, a wooden version of my car. Mm-hmm. It's a toy. Yeah. And I used sports perspective to take a picture of it in my driveway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? And, it's, and I did, I actually think, oh, damn good job doing that force perspective. It turned out. It was out good. Yeah. I remember really, that one. Like way better. Like I spent, that's the most time I'd ever spent on taking a phone on a thumbnail. <laughs> but... <laughs> The, the thumbnail and the title is like, I, I made my car out of wood. Is that clickbait? Because it didn't fucking work. So <laughs> it was, it, I, I, I failed at it. 
definitely think it is clickbait, but it's also like surely, like by looking at the thumbnail, you could tell that it wasn't actually that size. I would, yeah, because it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> right. But it but, was like a good like, job, like showing it in the driveway. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It, really yeah. It. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's it's such a hard hard like. There's no yes, it's clickbait. Yes, it's not. Sometimes. So I think the whole thing comes about what you're saying is like, are you doing it to the point of the absurdity? So therefore, it's clearly even like anyone, the common person looking at it would understand. It's obviously fake. Yeah. It's fake as opposed yeah. to like a deep fake. Like yeah. the deep fakes that you're seeing today are the are are the worst you will ever see deep fakes be. They're yeah. going to be better. Yeah. And they're so good. Mm-hmm. Right. I am I'm actually to be honest, I would be terrified to be a celebrity. Now, <laughs> like the amount of deep fake things that are going to come out that are going like but and not just not just that, but like what about the people that actually do the wrong thing and then go, "Oh, that wasn't me. It was a deep fake." Oh, interesting. You know, you know like who would never oh, no. do that. Uh, patriots. You're right. Patrons. Our Patreon supportive. Uh, I want to thank all the Patreon supporters. Uh, If you're ever thinking about uh, supporting us, if you think you get a dollar of value out of this episode and you want to, you know, give us some money to to help pay for the services we use to, uh, you know, edit the podcast, host the podcast, all that fun stuff, uh, then you can go over to patreon.com slash clamp and, uh, and, Sign up there. It's a dollar, as little as a dollar an episode. Uh, and that then you can get uh, access to fun things like the pre show, after show. Uh, and we have a Discord server where we do a Patreon exclusive chat. Uh, so I would appreciate if you could all go over there. But I especially want to thank our F Clamp level people. Uh, we got Scott from Dad at Yourself DIY, Joe Herdina, Rich from Lowen Designs, David Wood from DW Wood Builds, and Brad from I'm Gonna Make. Uh, so thank you to all of those people and Brad, I, I will have your keychain in the mail very shortly. I promise before I head to Winnipeg, I will get it in the mail. It is currently on the workbench being worked on. Um, and with that, let's go to clamp mandations. So I'm going to suggest that everyone go check out this account. It's called garage monkey son. It is a guy who is in Hawaii and uh, he does a lot of work with, uh, I think he's retired now, and he's making a lot of different projects for a children's museum. And uh, his name is Gary Fuji, and he's living on the big island of Hawaii. And, uh, yeah, he's making a lot of cool projects for uh, a children's museum, which is really cool to see, like, how he is uh, repurposing products to make uh, interesting, informative, and you know, educational uh, things, and also uh, sometimes he comes across some things that are really ridiculous, and he can't believe uh, what he finds at the thrift store. But uh, yeah, he's doing some fun stuff, so you should go check it out. Alrighty, so mine for this week is the Shitty Rigs Instagram page. Uh, it is one of my favorite things ever. Sometimes I actually like cackle at the stuff that I see on their Instagram page. They have a lot of 
just submissions from random people just showing their city, like shittiest rig. So whether that's like audio, video, photography, anything involved with creating content, it's just, it's glorious. It makes me feel so much better about all the weird stuff I've done over the years to like get the perfect picture. So, you know, if you ever struggle with your videos or your photos, I highly recommend following them because you will see people doing ridiculous things that turn out really well. And it might give you a little bit more confidence. I, so when oh. looking at, when you posted that and I went over to the website, I was like, yeah, that's how I like made what, like all of this is like, I had like a clamp for my, my GoPro. And that's how I filmed all of my videos for like a year. I didn't have a yeah. tripod. <laughs> I just clamped it to a ladder. And I moved the ladder around if I needed to, or I clamped <laughs> it to other parts of my shop, <laughs> right? And then the other thing I had, which were just like different things that I could attach to myself, and none of those videos ever looked good. Oh, no. But. So yeah, they- speaking of shitty rigs, um, Jesse, what's your monitor sitting on at the moment? Uh, a sculpture book and an actual monitor stand. <laughs> that you made? Uh, no, it's metal. <laughs> I bought it off Amazon. I'm pretty sure it's, I don't know. I've had it for a long time. Did you have time. to assemble it? Nope. No. Okay. What's your laptop sitting on? How many yeah, books that's... is your laptop sitting on? Just one? Two technically, but they're in a box. <laughs> it's a fancy sculpture <laughs> box set. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not any worse than my microphone. My microphone is currently sitting on an Embark DNA testing kit box and a cookie tin that I painted and have sewing supplies in. So <laughs> it could be worse. Shitty rig. Okay, so Living speaking the shitty of, rig's life. <laughs> speaking of psycho behavior, my <laughs> recommendation is a true crime podcast called Psychopedia. Um, my wife sent this through to me. So someone she follows on Instagram, share a screenshot of it. Um, and I started with episode 28, I think it was, and it was called Brazilian Dexter. I never knew this, but there was a guy that like the TV show Dexter, which I absolutely love was based around this guy. So like this Brazilian guy, yeah. So Dexter's like a real person. Kind of. He wasn't, he's not like a, a um, forensic scientist or whatever. But yeah, was, I, was, I just listened to that, really enjoyed it. And now I'm like, I've gone through the first two episodes. So I've gone back to the beginning. But it's actually a really good podcast, really interesting. Cause it's so essentially, there's a guy and a girl for the podcast. The girl tells the story every episode. The guy doesn't know anything about the story. He's not really so into true crime, it's so she's trying murder. to murder. Okay. Yeah, so she's trying to get him into true crime, sort of in a way, and he, but he has a way of like bringing the humor, so it sort of like breaks up the like just down about like the killings and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really really good, and they do. Um, she does pop quizzes like throughout it, so like as she's like telling the story, it'd be like, did so and so do this after this happened? And then give like multiple choice and he tries to pick and it's really fun. It's cool. I I just never knew that about the Dexter stuff. And now I have to look up this, the serial killer. Yeah, there's a, so there's the serial killer. So, oh yeah. So the last pop quiz for the Dexter one was 
Um, he was 63 years old or something. Did he, I can't remember what the, what the multiple choice was, but one of the multiple choice answers, and it was the, the correct answer. Did he become a YouTube star? So he has, he had a YouTube channel where he talked about everything. He's written a self biography, um, and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. So, like, yeah, I've, like I've read the, like, Dexter books because I'm a nerd. I didn't know there was uh, Dexter books. Now I do. Yes. I want to read them. Yeah, they're by Jeff Lindsay. Uh, one through three are pretty good. And then it goes completely off the rails with some dark passenger bullshit. But, you know, so like <laughs> one TV through three series. is really good. Yes, but in the books, it was a lot more jarring. Like I've heard I the books are a lot better. Coming. Like- oh, yeah. All right. That's wild. Well, time for us, the Ask Us Anything. And this is where Adam's going to edit in the jingle that uh, Jesse sang the other day. Did you forget to put that in there the other day? I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Okay. Anything. So, <laughs> yeah, Ask Us Anything. Uh, this is, yeah, I wish I wouldn't have done that because now I realize. <laughs> I've got a new thing to edit. Yes. No! <laughs> Ask us anything. So, uh, this week, uh, DW Woodbuilds, thank you as always for giving us all the questions, basically. Uh, how do you deal with trolls and goblins on social media? Grant mentioned we did have this question as a whole episode, but let's just do, you know, quick. Uh, delete and block because I have no time for anyone's bullshit anymore. I'm too old for that. And that's it. <laughs> I will let you know when I get one because hey. I don't get any comments. <laughs> never. I would, I wish I got trolls comments when you don't know it. Even when I did post though, like I was, I'd be happy if I got trolls, at least then someone was watching and commenting on my stuff. Uh, so what I do is I, t- I take out my dice bag and I take out my do 20 and I roll oh to see God. whether or not I beat their <laughs> armor class. Well. Uh, and if I do, then I take out my, my bastard sword of, of troll killing and I, oh. yeah, cause we already, wow. have, if you want to listen to how I actually deal with them, <laughs> you can go to episode 151. But, uh, yeah, if you want to know how I would actually deal with trolls and goblins, yeah, D and D it up. <laughs> so I want to thank TF Turning for the theme song. Uh, if you want to find us, you can find us on all the social media places by searching for Clampcast. And uh, yeah, if you want to write a review, that'd be great. We've realized that if you don't actually use Apple products, it's almost near impossible to write a review uh, on iTunes. So we just appreciate you listening. Yeah, yeah. Apple. Yeah. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.